stew is the ultimate comfort food. Tender pieces of meat served in a rich gravy with loads of root vegetables. What's not to love? It's cheap to make, it's hearty, it sticks to your bones, and it warms the body and the soul on a cold winter's day. Today, I'm going to share with you everything I know about stew. So first of all, what exactly is a stew? I mean, we all have an image in our mind of what a stew is, but what is it really? Well, Wikipedia defines a stew as a combination of solid food ingredients that have been cooked in a liquid and served in the resultant gravy. The way I look at it, a stew is essentially an overarching term that can cover a lot of things. Essentially, any kind of thick soup. Alright, enough fooling around, let's talk stew. Stew can be made from any kind of meat, or even fish, or seafood, but today we're pretty much only going to focus on meat-based stews just to keep things simple. So yes, really, any kind of meat can be made into a stew. The best meats for stew, however, are cheaper cuts. The long, moist cooking methods for stew is perfect for breaking down tough muscle fibers, and these meats also tend to be the most flavorful cuts. When preparing the meat for, for a stew, you want to try and cut all the pieces about the same size. This will allow the meat to cook evenly. If for some reason you decide that you want your stew meat cut into strips rather than the more traditional cubes, make sure you cut across the grain of the meat. Cutting across the grain of the meat shortens the muscle fibers and makes the meat easier to chew. I like fairly large chunks of meat in my stew, but they take longer to cook. So the general rule of thumb is to cut the cubes of meat about one inch by one inch. It doesn't have to be exact, but somewhere around that size will cook in a fair amount of time. Meat should be seared very well prior to going in the pot with any liquid. This searing can be done in the pot in a separate pan or even in the oven under the broiler. As with anything that we want to get a nice sear on, a dry surface is best. You can pat the meat dry with a paper towel or you can dredge it in flour prior to searing it. I prefer not to dredge the meat in flour even when I could eat gluten because the flour will burn in the oil that's in the pan and it just tends to make a giant mess. Just pat the meat dry, season it with salt and pepper, and sear it to a deep rich brown color on all sides. Now you will likely have to sear your meat in batches if you're doing it in a pot or pan as you don't want to crowd the pan and cool it down too quickly. This will cause liquid to pool in the pan and you will end up with boiled meat rather than a nice sear. Okay, your meat is all seared, now what? Remove the meat from the pot and set it aside. Pour out any excess oil that may have accumulated in the bottom of the pan. You do not, or you do want some oil to saute the vegetables, but not too much. Now it's time to add the onions. Uh, and I often will add some finely chopped celery at this point too. The idea here is that you want to start build start to build flavor in the foundation of your stew. By sauteing the onions and celery, you're pulling flavors out of them that you wouldn't get if you just added them to some water. Also, this will help to pull the brown bits off the surface of the pan that are stuck there from the meat, and this will also help to build flavor. Once the onions and celery are cooked, you can add some garlic uh, and cook it for a minute or two uh, prior to the next step if the recipe calls for it. Now, depending on the recipe, it may now be time to add the roux to the pot. A roux is just equal parts melted fat and flour mixed together. I prefer to make the roux separately and add it once the pan is deglazed and the stock is hot. I think it's a better process than making the roux in the pot. The way to add the roux to the pan is to melt some butter uh, or other fat, then sprinkle the flour into the pot. Stir the flour in and cook it for a few minutes. That's it. Set it aside until you're ready to use it. Now, because the stew is going to cook for a long time, you don't want the initial cooking liquid to be too thick. Because of this, when you add your roux, you have to think about how much liquid is going to evaporate throughout the cooking process. If you don't, you risk burning the bottom of the stew. We'll talk about 
when to add the roux in a minute. Okay, your onions and celery are soft. The next step is to deglaze the pan. This is generally done with alcohol like wine or beer. However, stock or even water can be, can be used. Deglazing is a fancy word for adding liquid to a hot pan to lift any stuck bits of food, which is called fond in cooking, from the surface of the pan. Those bits of stuck food help to flavor the stew, and if they're left stuck to the pan, they can lead to clumping and burning. All you have to do is add liquid, preferably wine, to the pot and then scrape the surface of the pot with a wooden spoon to lift up those bits. If you're using alcohol, it's important to cook it out. Cooking out is just another cooking term for cooking the wine until all the alcohol has evaporated. The alcohol can have a harsh, bitter flavor, which you don't want in your stew. Now, the general rule of thumb for cooking out alcohol is to reduce it by half its volume. So if you add one cup of wine to the pot, cook it until there's only about a half cup left. Um, That should take care of any of the alcohol flavor, but leave you with the subtle wine flavors. Your pot is now deglazed and the wine is reduced by half its volume. The next step is to add your cooking liquid. It's much better to use stock, even store-bought stock here, rather than plain water. The stock will add depth of flavor that water just can't. So once you get your stock in the pot, bring it to a boil. That's it. Now is the time to thicken your stew. You can add the pre-made roux uh, and whisk it in, or you can add a mixture of cornstarch and water and mix that in. Because you have to whisk the thickener in, it is much better to do it now than when the stew is loaded with meat and vegetables. Remember, you don't want the stew to be too thick at this point. As it cooks, it will thicken more. Really, you want the liquid to just coat the back of a spoon. Any thicker than that, and you may have to add more liquid through the cooking process. Remember to season the stew with salt and pepper a few times throughout the cooking process, but only do this after you have tasted it and made sure it needs it. It's now time to add the meat back into the pot along with any drippings that have accumulated under the meat. You can add any dried herbs or bay leaf now as well. Bring the stew back to a boil, reduce the heat to low, put a lid on the pot, um, and rather than cooking the stew on the stove, you can put it in the oven at 300 degrees Fahrenheit. The oven is the preferable cooking method as it provides a more consistent and even heat. Cook the stew for about an hour, Check to see if you need to add any liquid uh, and to see the doneness of your meat. Depending on the size you cut your meat, it may be almost cooked. If that is the case, then it's time to add some vegetables. A stew is typically composed mostly of root vegetables like onion, as we've already added, carrot, potato, and turnip, and often cabbage and peas may be added as well. The vegetables are common, excuse me, these vegetables are common in stews in my area of the world, but they are not the only vegetables you can add. Put any vegetables you want in your stew, just think about cooking times. Because the vegetables in the stew are generally cut fairly thick, they may need 45 minutes to an hour to cook, so add them in about that much time before the meat is done. You can also add chopped rosemary and or thyme at this point as well. About 20 to 30 minutes before the stew is finished, it's time to add any soft vegetables like cabbage or peas. These won't take long to cook and you don't want to overcook them. Mushy vegetables aren't very much fun. And once the stew is finished, you can add some chopped parsley, maybe even a little more chopped thyme or rosemary, or some sage. Taste the stew and adjust the seasoning as needed. If you want to be really bad, you can add a tablespoon or two of butter and stir it in to add a really rich flavor and smooth texture. Now this may seem like a lot to do and to think about for a simple stew, but really it only seems like that because I just 
spoke about it for eight minutes. But breaking the process down like this and following the steps will yield a delicious stew, and it's absolutely worth it. As a little pro tip, I would make the stew a day in advance, cool it, put it in the fridge, and then heat it up the next day. It's always so much better the next day. So there you go. That is everything I know about stew. I am Chef Ben. This is Food in 5 on this lovely Friday morning. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And if you would like the written version of this podcast, you can go to howtonotburnshit.com. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope that you have a great Friday and a great weekend. I will see you soon. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later.